This is Sarah Elkins with Elkins Consulting. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my very good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. It's Scott Ferguson, and welcome to episode 236 with the Sarah Show, my really good friend, Sarah Elkins. Uh, Sarah is all about the stories, the, the strengths are in your stories. I'm not going to say too much more because I want you to sit back, relax, break out your notebooks because the knowledge nuggets that Sarah drops are just above reproach. So I just want you to enjoy this episode and let's get ready to level up. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson and I got the Sarah show. I I told her I was going to say that. We're here. (laughs) I'm with my awesome, awesome sauce friend. Sarah Elkins, who's an, an author, a coach, a speaker, and she's authored the book, Your Stories Don't Define You. And you listen to the end, I'm going to have a giveaway where Sarah's going to actually, uh, John Hancock, I'm going to purchase the book. She's going to John Hancock it for me. Maybe she'll take care of the postage uh, to send it out to you, but we'll have a lucky listener, which we will go uh, through at the end of this show. And Sarah is, she lives in a kind of a rural area in Helena, Montana, uh, but she's rocking it. She's found peace and happiness with her, her husband, her little guy, her little baby, and the fur babies that she has, which um, it's just fantastic. I really want to do something like that too and kind of get out of the, the rat race. Although looking at the ocean is, is pretty nice. But Sarah is your guide to uncovering stories for every audience so executives, leaders, and public speakers can effectively demonstrate their character, values, and vision. She's a storyteller, communications coach, and author. She's an engaging speaker known to entertain and inspire, bringing the practical applications of storytelling to life. And Sarah, please come on, introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Red. Really? Yeah. I mean, for one thing, it looks really good on me. I can wear red. It's in your color (laughs) wheel. Absolutely. It's in my color wheel. And I just think of it as kind of a powerful color. When I wear it, I feel stronger. I feel vibrant. Um, I love red. Love it. I love it. And red is like a, there's a method to my madness. One, we build all your marketing around the color red, right? Because you said it. But we also like kind of get a personality gauge. And for the five minutes, seven minutes we talked earlier, it's like, you're not the common red, which is, I'm sure there is a side of that, uh, but that's awesome. So thank you for being transparent and honest. So Sarah, let's get into your story. Let's get into your roots and kind of like what brought you to be in the awesome, I'm going to call you a coach Sultan, because I know you're a consultant and a coach. So what made you the awesome coach Sultan that you are today? You know, it it started when I was so young, I was always being asked for advice and guidance. My little sister always asked me, all of her friends came to me. Um, and it was interesting, even in every job I ever had, I, I think the reason is that I create a space where people feel safe to share things with me. Um, I share a level of vulnerability that I think is kind of uncommon And it seems to allow people to feel that safe place to be able to share things with me that they wouldn't share with anyone else. And I think my specialty really is people who generally are not touchy feely people, (laughs) you know, the people who they may be affectionate like me, but they're kind of uncomfortable with emotion and, but they're dealing with stuff that they don't really know how to deal with. And okay. what I love to do is do the strength finder assessment, find out really how they lead 
and how they build relationships, and then start looking at the stories that are affecting their internal messages. So we kind of dig down into the things that happen in your life that you've been defining yourself by those things that happen in your life, rather than shifting the story so that you can define yourself with more intention. I love that you said shift because everyone today is using pivot, you know, so, you know, I'm going to pivot. Like I'm, I'm a big believer in shifting. I guess I could say shiv it. I guess I could use that. Right. <laughs> but no, I love that. So let's go back to the vulnerability. Okay. Like mm-hmm. um, what is some of your maybe secret sauce? If you don't mind me sharing when you're maybe in a discovery um, place with someone that you're possibly bringing on to coach them or consult them <laughs> to help them find their blind spot through the vulnerability? Well, I, I tell them some of mine. Okay. Um, one of the things that I love to describe is that when I was writing my book, I really struggled with that last part. You know, I did pretty well in the beginning, wrote like 50, 60% of it, but then I struggled with it. And when you look at my strengths finder results, I have strategic activator and adaptability all in my five. So do top I. Five. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So you and I, we don't do routine. No, like man. there's no such thing as we have habits for sure, but sure. we don't do routine. And I kept getting all these resources from family and friends trying to be this is how you write a book. And here's an article from this author who says that this, how, this is how you write a book. All of them, I'm not exaggerating, all of them talk about finding a routine, being in the same place, same time every day with your cup of tea and your cat or whatever. I don't have a cat, by the way. I'm a dog person. But Me too. We, well, I have cats, but, but I, I have my pit bull. Absolutely. Oh, oh, God, I love pit bulls. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm reading all this stuff and I'm trying to force myself into this, um, this person who is a writer that... That is not what works for me. And finally, I got so frustrated with myself. I'm looking at my strengths because I have my top six actually listed right Mm -hmm. in front of me on my desk. And I'm looking at these going, wait a minute, if you were coaching someone with these talents, what strategies would you help them come up with? What (laughs) strategies would make sense for your strengths since consistency is like number 28 on my list? (laughs) No such thing as consistency. And I what I ended up doing is. I started randomly putting in 15 minute increments in my calendar randomly. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't schedule anything for the next 45 after that. I had my laptop with me everywhere Mm -hmm. and I had the book on my hard drive. So I didn't have to access the internet to be able to write in it. And as soon as I get home, I'd upload a back, you know, backup version. But, um, so anywhere I was, my alarm would go off that it was time to write and I'd sit down and I'd start typing. Wow. And it could be in the library. It could be at a coffee shop. It could be at home. It could be while I'm finishing up um, a hike with my dog. The alarm goes off. I immediately get to my computer and I start typing. And if after 15 minutes, I'm not in flow and I'm not inspired, Mm -hmm. I close up my laptop and give myself that grace. Okay. You're not in that place right now, but, but you wrote, you accomplished something and that builds confidence, especially for somebody without any sense of consistency. right? And it was amazing because I did that. And within six weeks, my book was finished. Wow. Wow. But so, it's because I gave myself my method. You know, I wasn't right. using somebody else. I call them my writing sabbaticals because I'm in the middle of writing and I hate it. Okay. I think I told you off camera and off 
audio here that it's like, I've never invented anything. I've brokered real estate my whole life. I have a podcast I didn't invent. And so it's like this book is the first thing and I'm having such a hard time, but I have my, you know, times that are set for my writing sabbaticals and it's really helped out. So I think we run in parallel lines with that. Mm -hmm. So what do you think that makes a great coach or leader? Well, I think recognizing, first of all, um, recognizing where your talents are, where your natural strengths are, and making sure you're using them with intention in everything you do, building relationships, um, leadership, inspiring others, that you're using what you do really well, and that you're acknowledging the talents of the people around you. Because we all have blind spots. Yes. My blind spots are consistency and um, uh, accountability because I have this adaptability, this activator. <laughs> I get people to do things they wouldn't otherwise do. You know, that's that's my that's one sure. of my talents is to get people to step out where they wouldn't otherwise do it. It's a very common comment. I would never have done that if it wasn't for you. Like I get that a lot. I love that. But where I am. Uh, having some blind spots is accountability. How do I keep myself accountable? Sure. And I look to other people and other tools to help me there. And right. what that does is, first of all, it makes it so that I don't have to do the things that absolutely drain me. Excellent. Love it. And if I'm acknowledging somebody else by either paying them or trading for coaching, sure. Um, then what I'm doing is I'm saying, you're really good at this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not so good at this, so I need somebody to help me out with this blind spot. So you're building a stronger relationship. Love it. You are acknowledging that you don't think that way, right? And that sometimes it's going to be frustrating. You know, like I have the kind of person in my life that just says no when I mm-hmm. ask, like, "Well, we could do this," and they're like, "No." But right. what I realize is that if I give them time to think through what I'm asking them to do, tell sure. them what the resources are we're going to need. They'll, then they'll eventually say yes, but that first no can be really frustrating. Absolutely. But I need that. I need that in my life. You need that no. You need to get that. I find that with my clients as well. So how can I ask this? When you're starting to work with a client, or maybe they're still in the discovery period, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Oh, that's a good question. It's time to shine today, baby. Well, you know, I kind of wish that they would ask me um, where they, where I immediately get an impression that they are magic. Okay. So one of the things I notice is that when I'm in discovery, people have a tendency to tell me all the things that are wrong. Sure. And they never ask me, where do you see my magic? Wow. What do you think I am just in your first impression? Where do you think I'm good? Where do you think I have potential? Wow. I would love to be asked that because when, when you're really um, intuitive uh-huh. and a really good listener, you pick up on what people are really good at. Yes, you do. Things that they dismiss. And I think that's how we know our talents is when we're so dismissive of the compliments we get about them because it's so natural for us. We're like, Oh no, everybody does that. Sure. And this is not true. So if somebody asked me that question, I could pinpoint immediately. This is what you're really good at. This is what your magic is. I love that. Love that Sarah. So have you 
saw the movie Back to the Future? Of course, okay. I love that movie. <laughs> so let's go back and get let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to the 22-year-old Sarah. I don't know if it's Elkin Jet, but let's go back to the 22-year-old Sarah. What kind of knowledge nuggets? That's what we call them here at Time to Shine today. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on the 22-year-old Sarah to maybe help her level up, shorten the learning curve, and blast through? Well, first of all, I would give her the, the Mae West quote. I only regret the things I didn't do. Right. Because there were so many times where I had opportunities to get on stage or um, be part of something or jump in the ocean where I was so concerned about my, I was so self-conscious mm. that I wouldn't volunteer. I wouldn't okay. do it because I was so self-conscious. And now I look back and whenever something comes up where I'm offered an opportunity that sounds like fun that I kind of want to do, <laughs> I really think about before I say no, I think, am I going to regret not doing this later on? Sure. And like 90% of the time I do it. I love jump. It. I'm like, I will regret it. I'm going to go for this. Love that. I love that you're, you're get busy living L I V I N, you know, you either get busy living or get busy dying and might as well take advantage of the things you, your subconscious has just been sitting in there. Right. Saying, man, that'd be awesome. Doing that opportunity comes along. That subconscious is actually attracted that opportunity to you've been doing things to make it happen and just, just get after. I love it. So how do you want your dash remembered then that little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and death date on your, on your, tombstone, if you will. How do you want your dash remembered, Sarah? As someone who created space for others to live their lives as fully as I've lived mine. Wow. That's amazing. And you're doing it on a daily basis. Yeah. It's like Jerry Maguire at the very end of the movie, he was like, I wish you my kind of success. You know, it's true. That's why I love I love seeing my coaching clients, my consulting clients, and just seeing them grow and explode and level up. And it gives you so much joy, right? Like knowing that you had a part of that growth, correct? Oh, it's huge. It's love huge. It. And I remember years ago when I was, I was doing coaching, but I was just getting started in the public speaking area. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a public speaking coaching client come to me and I've been performing in bands for the last 12 years or so. I sing in a rock band that I started... Let me back up a little. I started singing in a rock band for the first time in my life when I turned 40. Wow. Okay. First time in my life. Yeah. So okay. talk about getting out, being exposed, feeling vulnerable. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't get any yeah, more vulnerable so? than that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I remember this woman came to me and said that she had been offered this opportunity to go speak to a women's organization, about 200 people in the audience, and she didn't even know where to start. And this is a successful business owner, really successful, mm -hmm. totally confident. She said, I don't even know what I want to talk about, what my point should be. And I said, okay, yeah, we can work together. We worked together. We only had three sessions before her speech and she nailed it, Scott. Like she it. nailed it. She crushed it. And she started with a story, which of course is always the way that I start. She had um, a, a story about having wanted to be a puppeteer when she was a kid. <laughs> like, And she had a puppet next to her as a prop. She just rocked that stage and she came back glowing. And part of me had that little, little tiny edge of when is it my turn? Because I wanted to rock the stage like that too. And I really hadn't had as many opportunities as I wanted. And then in just the same amount of time, 
in maybe three seconds, it flipped in my head. Oh my gosh, I provided the foundation for this woman Hmm. to do what she did. I provided the foundation for her to shine. And she she nailed it. That's awesome. Yeah. And it took away any of the envy. It was, it was as quick as it came, it disappeared. Beautiful. And so what keeps you up at night then? Oh, all the things I want to do. Yeah. You're, according <laughs> so. to your strength finders, which I dug deep in the strength finders, probably in 2009 or 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I figured you were going to say that. So uh, you find it hard to wind down at night? I do. I have ideation in my top five as well, which means um, I right. constantly am having this internal dialogue of ideas, um, how I can help my coaching clients, um, what's going on in my family life. The, all the events that I'm planning, I'm, I'm currently in the middle of planning three different events. One is my mother and her twin sister's 75th birthday party, Nice. Um, where we have 40 people coming from all over the country and London um, to come to this. So I'm planning that. So yeah, I have a really hard time shutting down that hamster on the wheel in my brain. (laughs) I do find though, that, um, if I can give myself a moment to be really present, sure. I'll lay on the floor and do some stretching and my dog comes, he's a giant chocolate lab mix, like Mm. he weighs almost as much as I do. And he (laughs) lays down next to me and that's how I decompress. I will lay down on my foam roller, you know, do yeah. some stretches and the dog comes over and he just lays down next to me. Just very chills with you, man. And yeah. he's just kind of making sure, you know, cause I'm vulnerable on the ground yeah. and he doesn't like, he doesn't yeah. like me to be vulnerable. So he's, he's right Dogs there. My protector. Awesome. Like that. They just yeah. know you and they read you. So then what do people misunderstand about you the most? Oh, that's an easy one. First of all, people think, people think that, um, (laughs) that, um, that I'm always like out there happy and and outgoing and, and being like in your face, super excited, super enthusiastic. And I, I am to a certain extent, but, um, I, I heard many years ago from this amazing speaker, Jerry May Rowley. She's a Montana based speaker. Mm -hmm. She said, being an introvert or an extrovert isn't about being outgoing. It's about how you recharge yes. big interactions, right? Right. Well, I spend hours and hours hiking by myself okay. well, with my dog, not completely by myself. My dog is great company. Hopefully, me. right. <laughs> yeah, we have mountain lions. And so I mm. like to have my dog with me, but um, hours and hours. And it wasn't until 2020 that I realized how important that solitary time was for me. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's somebody and people misunderstand that I'm not a touchy feely kind of person. Like I get Mm -hmm. kind of uncomfortable with emotions sometimes. Sure. And because I'm all about storytelling and communication and improving relationships, they get this impression that I'm super touchy feely and I'm I'm not, I'm not gooey. I, I love hugging. Yeah. I'm like a major hugger, but I'm not gooey. Right. (laughs) You and I are so parallel. Like people see me <laughs> on stage and they'll laugh about it. like Fergie. Cause I'm like, I I'm a big rebounder, like a trampoline, right? Do it every day. I've did it for almost 11 years. Changed my life. It gets all the lymph fluid flowing. I bring it out on stage with me. I'll do it while I'm talking to people and just be fired up and people laugh. I keep them engaged, but bring them up, have them rebound while I'm talking to everybody else. And, and people are like, Fergie, like, but they also see me, I go right back to my room. 
after I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like I'll mingle for a minute, but then I go back to my room knowing that I'm spent from leaving it out there. And I need that time yeah. as well. And the, the, you and I are yeah. so parallel on that. That's, that's awesome. So, so I ahead. have a question for you now, after you've had that time to decompress and process for a little while, cause that's sure. what I'm doing when I go by myself, I'm right. processing all the conversations, figuring out what I want to do next, mm-hmm. making my to-do list, um, getting inspired for my next blog post or podcast or sure. Presentation. I have a keynote next week. Nice. But after that, I do need to externally process with somebody I trust. Mm-hmm. So, do you do that as well? Absolutely. You, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I have my squad of people, not yes people, but people that you know I trust and that I can. I have my lady who's awesome at it because we're exact mm-hmm. opposites. Uh, and then I have a couple of like uh, friends, you might actually know one of them. Um, and, you know, I can decompress. And, and if something just hit me or an idea or something, I immediately put in my app that I use. And I use that to move forward because so many things happen while you're performing, for lack of a better term, the ideas come in and it's like you just have to decompress it when you're done. And yeah, I have, mm-hmm. I've just been blessed really to, to surround myself with the people that I have. Um, so let's take out of this equation, your cell phone, let's take out your computer notebook, anything electronic. What are three things that Sarah can't live without? My espresso. Okay. I have to have my espresso in the morning. Mm. Um, and you're not talking people, right? Cause my be dog places or things, it can be. Anything. Okay. My, my dog is definitely Absolutely. on that list. And, um, I would say a book fiction. Okay. Something that clears my head. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I, I always add chicken wings in there because I'm a chicken wing snob. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so what is Sarah's definition of a life well lived? Oh, it's all about the success of your relationships, the satisfaction of your relationships. So um, some of my coaching clients, they're hitting that point in their 40s or 50s where they're just not satisfied with their relationships and they don't know why they haven't been able to, to pinpoint where it's coming from. And that's, that's the magic of understanding how you think, how you solve problems, how you build relationships, whatever tool you use. I happen to use StrengthsFinder assessment. There's the Enneagram, there's disc, whatever tool you use it, it really helps guide finding satisfaction in your relationships. Right. And especially if you hire a good coach, whatever the assessment you use, find a good coach to walk you through the results so that you build relationships in the way that's meaningful to you. And life well lived is, you know, I I don't hear anyone in their nineties wishing they worked more or um, wishing that they hadn't spent so much time with their friends. Right. Like, As far as I'm concerned, it's the health and satisfaction of your relationships that Love are it. all about life well lived. It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. We are back with my really good friend Sarah here. And Sarah, we have a leveling up lightning round. You and I, we run so parallel on so many things. Could talk an hour on each one of these questions. We got five seconds with no explanations. You ready to rock? And they can be I'm done. I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Let's level up. Here we go. What is the best leveling up advice Sarah's ever received? Um, avoid self-consciousness. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Active listening. There you go. Beautiful. 
other than elkinsconsulting.com and of course time to shine today.com my shameless plug what website does sarah like to go to to level up linkedin LinkedIn, me too <laughs> linkedin youtube google all three of those <laughs> so if you see me and i'm just kind of walking around you're like fergie looks like he's in his doldrums Outside of your stories don't define you, what book are you handing me to level up? That's a good question. I have a few, but let's start with Bob Berg's The Go-Giver. He's he's my six doors down neighbor. That's funny. Yes. And then can I just can I just add one more? Sure. Um, if you're a leader and you need to level up and you're frustrated with where you are, sure. Um, Heather Younger's the the art of caring leadership. Yes. would be my second. I, you're the first person ever to mention that. And that's awesome. awesome. Great read. Yeah. Great read. So Sarah, what is your most commonly used emoji? When you the text. Yellow heart. Yellow, yellow heart. heart. Beautiful. So if you could stay, and don't lie to me on this one, okay? Because if you could stay physically one age for the rest of your life, keep the knowledge that you've gained and continue to gain wisdom. What age physically would you stay for the rest of your life? 50. 50? Okay. Wow. I'm I'm, fi- I'm coming up on 50 in a month or two months, and I would take 32 all day just because I'm a martial artist. I do, I, it's a lot easier to get out of bed at 32 and have that knowledge. But I'll give you 50. Chess or checkers? Checkers. <laughs> Love it. Favorite charity and or organization. I'm happy that you said checkers because of your personality. If you would have said chess, I'm like, no. But because no. a lot of people would be like, oh, <laughs> would chess. Be totally I'm like, lying. dude, I want to learn chess and it's on my list. And I will do it. But dude, I don't have that. Oh, no. I'm cards against humanity. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time or money to? Um, the YWCA and okay. here, our local one. Nice. Uh, they just do amazing work with women and their children and families. Yeah. So, love it. Amazing. Love it. Last question. You can elaborate on this one. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your answer, but what is the best decade in music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Oh gosh, 60s. Gotcha. Totally love 60s. Love the 60s. Yeah. Too. The surf music. You have yeah. the Ventures and Dick right. Dale. You have Man or Astro Man. And <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, Jefferson Starship. Airplane Jefferson then. Starship, Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. yeah. Grace yeah. Slick. Holy shit. Grace Slick, right? Yeah. Love it. It's I, love, like, I sing White Rabbit. and Oh, do you really? Awesome. Yeah. Every time I do it, I'm out of breath at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's awesome. That's a great, great song. And it's funny how they kind of transformed into Starship and the music. I'm like, dude, that's not the stuff my oh. mom and dad used to play in the background. You know, that, that's no. awesome. I love that oh, you love surf awful. music too, because it's like, I literally say, you know, iHeartRadio play Beach Boys, right? And I will fall asleep to that every once in a while. The channel, it's not all Beach Boys, mm-hmm. but it's right. rest of the genre. I love that. I love it. So yeah. let's talk about your book. Okay. You know, <laughs> your stories don't define you. Like, I, like, let's go through, like, the, the, reason for writing it and exactly what it's did for you? When I started my podcast, um, it was actually about six months after I got this, this catchphrase in my head, your stories don't define you how you Mm -hmm. tell them. Well, I was working with a coaching client, public speaking, communication, satisfaction in relationships, and she had MS. And she said, 
I don't want to share stories about my experience with MS because I don't want to be known as that lady that has MS. And I said, but wait a minute, it's not what happens in your life that defines who you are. It's how you handle those things that happen to you, that happen with you. So it's not the MS that defines you. It's how you've dealt with it, how you handled it. And I said, when I hear your stories, what they scream to me is resilience and persistence and grit, not, oh, she's sick with MS. Like that's not how I see you at all. I said, so it's, it's how you tell those stories that is going to make the difference in how people are perceiving you and defining you as a speaker. Mm -hmm. And it was like this watershed moment for both of us. And shortly after that, I came up with that title, started my podcast. And what I realized is that in general, people don't know how to share a good story. They don't know how to pick the right story for the right audience. They don't necessarily know the main points of a story. Sure. And they don't understand how the story they tell is actually affecting how people perceive you. Yes, absolutely. So what I love is being able to help people uncover a story about their talents that then demonstrates that talent. So for instance, instead of saying, Ooh, I'm a really good cook. Like who, why would you believe that? But if I tell you a story about the pizza oven we installed in our backyard and how over the course of about four or five months, I perfected a Tuscan style pizza crust. And the first one that came out of the oven last week when we had guests over was it had this browned butter and sage on it, just Mm. like slathered on the top, capers, a little bit of goat cheese chev and some red onions. And it came out of the oven and it's just bubbling up on the sides and you break into it and it's that elasticy crust. And Mm -hmm. oh my God, the flavor was amazing. Make me hungry. Okay. So I don't have to say, oh, I'm a good cook. Right. Right. I told the story. Right. So when I realized people don't know how to do that, they don't know how to be intentional about what you want to demonstrate to your audience about yourself, about your character Mm. through a story that you share. So the book has all these worksheets and exercises to help start to create your own story portfolio. So you start collecting the stories that are going to demonstrate the character, the values, the vision, your talents, um, your your skill set. I don't have to tell you I'm really smart if I can tell a story that demonstrates that. Or I'm a team player. Yeah, everyone says that. So tell me a story that demonstrates that. Love it. That is about other people. That's not sure. just about you. You have to have the other characters. And that's what the book is designed to do. Love it that it's interactive too. And it's, and I love that you and I had a conversation before this that I'm all about stories. My squad of listeners are all about stories and not spreadsheets. I love that you did this. I can't wait to dig into it. I'm ashamed to say I haven't yet, but I definitely will. And squad, we're going to have a giveaway um, for my good friend Sarah's uh, book, Your Stories Don't Define You, How You Tell Them Well. Um, If for the first person that comments on any one of our posts, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, with, we'll just say you have to put in there Sarah's show. And if you put in there, I'll know that you've listened to this far, and we'll make sure that we get a book out to you, uh, again, on Time to Shine, Today's Dime, uh, that Sarah hopefully will sign for us. And, and send it out. And I cannot wait really again to dig into it. So Sarah, do me one huge favor and leave the Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad with one last knowledge nugget that you want us to take with us, internalize and take action. When you're about to face something that is stressful or uncomfortable for you, 
develop a theme song. You have to have a list of theme songs that you use for particular situations where you need strength. So one of mine is um, feeling good. Mm. Um, and another one is I feel good. I feel good. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah. When I'm about to step on stage and I need that kind of energy, that's my theme song that goes in my head. I so I would encourage <laughs> everyone to have a list of theme songs, an emotional one for when you're feeling sad, a power one, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, yeah. you know, you have theme songs in your head for those moments when you are uncomfortable or you just need that boost of, of power and control, internal uh, strength. I love that. I, I It's funny that you do. It's like, Ali, I love So Glad You Made It. So glad yeah. you made it. I think it's Steve Winwood. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic. And I think he was like only like 16 when he sang that song too. That's it's crazy. And then also I'm an Eminem, you know, uh, guy that I have, you know, before martial arts competitions and stuff like that, that I have in my ear. That's fantastic. And squad, you've just got really a free masterclass from my good friend, Sarah Elkins. She's a, my friend. She's a coach. She's a speaker. She's an author. She wants you to create space and she wants to create space for people to feel safe and understand it's okay to be vulnerable. You know, she'll say that a great leader will recognize where their strengths are. Use those strengths with intention in those gifts. And when she's coaching people, she'll acknowledge other people's strengths. And so when you're starting to work for a coach, work with a coach, you know, Sarah will say, ask them, where they see the magic within that first impression, see where they're going to see the good in you. Because she said, she made a great point that a lot of people come and just say what's shitty in their life and what's not working. Sarah asked them to ask your coach, what's the good and what's the magic you see in them. She wants you to get busy living, live by that May West quote about no regrets, right? She wants, she believes that there's a satisfaction of your relationships is a key to a life well lived. So be great in your relationships. Give, give, give until it hurts so good. In line with people, they're going to help you where you're not exactly strong. Okay. She would tell you like the stories don't define you how you tell them will. And that's actually the, the, uh, the title of her book. And, you know, develop a theme song when you're in a situation where you're not exactly comfortable or maybe if you're too excited, maybe to, to slow you down a little bit. But that's just fantastic. No one's ever said that. On, on my show before, by answering anything about a life well lived or leaving you with the last knowledge nugget. So I'm thinking I do that every day and I want you to as well, squad. And Sarah levels up her health. She levels up her wealth. She's humble yet hungry. She's driven. She's a pet lover. And thank you so much for coming on the show, Sarah. I'm so, so happy. I'm so blessed. And I just love your guts. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for hosting me, Scott. You bet. Talk soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, Real Estate Excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.